you're about to enter the world of Strawberry Ice and the Ice Cave. Let's go! to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host the ice man jeff trenopole and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of the cincinnati Bengals, rattler ken riley put him in the hall of fame that is happening well not that part's not happening tomorrow but the jungle to the hall is happening tomorrow i am so excited i can't wait to get the hell out of here and head up there, but I'm not heading up there until like uh, 5 o'clock in the morning. But it's going to be fun. Now, this show. All right, actually, if you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,135 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. And as always, we're doing Super Chats. So if you'd like to support what I'm doing, it's on the YouTube channel. You can go there. You can uh, make a donation to support what I'm doing, to support the show. And I'll pop your up your comment up as fast as i can now this show and every show is brought to you by t properties t properties quality housing for quality people check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs like i said guys tomorrow jungle to the hall if you have not registered register if you don't register i don't care just get up there we need every bengal fan we could possibly get to be up there. It's going to be so much fun. I know Bengal Jim's are heading up there. Uh, Willie Anderson's already heading up there. Tony the Tiger's heading up there. Trust me, I've seen all their videos, and I'm like, man, I want to go, but I stayed here to do the show. So enjoy it with you guys. And 
who's helping me out today since uh, Jeremy D will not be able to be on the show. And he's very, very sorry because he loves coming on the show when this man is on the show because we always have so much fun. He is none other than from the Orange and Black Insider Podcast, Anthony Cazenza. Anthony, what's going on, brother? What's going on? I like the intro. Bummed we're missing Jeremy today, but uh, good to good to see you, man. How's it going? Good, man. Good. I'm just fired up. I'm, I'm like I said, I, <laughs> I'm ready to go. I, I think it's gonna be so much fun going up to the jungle to the hall. I know uh, Jimmy's got a lot of uh, special guests, special videos, all kinds of stuff up there, and it's. I think it's gonna be so much fun. I, I know you can't go there because you're in California. It's, it's a little bit of a far drive. Yeah, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> it, uh, ever since he told me about it, I'm like, man, this is just the the coolest thing. And uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I this. This fan base just continues to surprise me in the in the in the best of ways, you know. Just the stuff that everybody's doing, and you know, you have a daily show that's killing it, and and Jim's doing this thing. He's he's a dad, and it's his birthday, and he's like yep. spearheading this thing, yep. you know, with the band. It's just kind of like, damn, dude, you know these these people <laughs> just they they they're so passionate about the team, and and uh, it's it's really cool to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm crazy enough. I actually pushed my vacation back a day because my Look wife. You. Yeah, my wife and daughter are already in Florida. So they're and 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 the entire family is going to one of my favorite bars down there tonight. So they're, oh. if if they're watching the show, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Florida. We're in Florida. Uh down in uh, St. Pete, Tampa Bay area. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, so I'll I'll be heading down there Sunday. It's okay. I'm I'm going to I I'm I'll fly, flying out late Sunday. I'm going to hang out uh on Father's Day with my own dad and then I'll head down there and nice. I'll have some fun down there. It's it's going to be cool, but I just think this is a, a once in a lifetime opportunity yeah. for for Bengals fans, you know, when, when is this ever going to happen again? It's never happened. We never had a rally. We never have had really anything other than Anthony Munoz going to the Hall of Fame. That's it. It's the, the whole thing just makes you take a step back. And I, I know we're very close to it because of being fans of the team. And right. people accuse us of looking at it through orange and black colored lenses and the whole thing. I understand yep. all of that. But when you actually take a step back and you look at, a lot of these players that are being that that we're pushing, the fans are pushing to be enshrined in the Hall of Fame. The resumes stack up pretty well against a lot of other guys in the Hall of Fame that are already in the Hall of Fame. There's a guy we had on our show. He only played for the Bengals for like one or two seasons, but I when it, when I asked him to be on the show initially, I'm like, hey, we got a Hall of Famer on the show. He's not in the Hall of Fame. His name's Richmond Webb. I don't yeah. know if you remember him. Yeah, I remember the him. The fact yeah. that that guy is not in the Hall right. of Fame is a travesty. And, and right. that's not just saying it because, I mean, he played for the Bengals at the end of his career. But right. he was like the best tackle or one mm-hmm. of the best tackles yep. in the league in the 1990s, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just the, the guy. And there are glaring omissions like this, including a lot of the guys on the Bengals that, you know, everybody's uh, marching for this weekend. And, you know, I, not all of them are going to get in, but I, no. there are solid arguments for every single one of the guys that, that we're waving the flag for this this weekend. Well, let's just take Isaac Curtis. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, we, don't, we don't mention him much, but that much. But if you put his numbers up to Drew Pearson. Right. <laughs> I mean, if, if he played for the Cowboys, he'd be getting in. The only reason he's not in is because he's played for the Bengals, in my opinion. That's exactly right. Uh I'm I'm looking. I'm trying to look up a a tweet I put out right around when Drew Pearson was uh, inducted. I'll have to try and find it. But at, at any at any rate, I, I said something on Twitter around the time that that the inductions were were announced. And Drew Pearson was a very good football player as well. Yeah. But I mean, you stack up the statistics. 
Yeah. It's it's like a mirror image, man. I yes. mean, it's it's and so you just go, okay, well, the Cowboys factor and then their size of the fan base and all of right. that, mm-hmm. um, the mystique of that franchise, and then of course just the the Super Bowl wins. But again, I mean, there was another article put out by Football Outsiders, a, a, a website I largely respect, but. I mean, they just basically trounced all over what this weekend's about and what, wow, what, what and it was like, dude, what? I, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, you know, even fathom that someone who pays attention to football and uses analytics and data and all of that, like football outsiders does at a high level, just looks at this and goes, basically, nobody that they're talking about is worthy of the Hall of Fame. That that, that just blew my mind. Essentially, was what that article said. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Uh, Bengals Twitter fought back. <laughs> and right. They came after him because I'm like, well, one, they, they said it's not going to amount to anything. I'm like, how do you know that? You know, and did you look at this? I'm like, let's just look at Ken Riley. And I always bring his up. He's fifth, still all time interceptions. Everybody above him and the guys below him are in the Hall of Fame. I mean, how is that not worthy of being in the Hall? Just for that stat alone, if everybody else is in there. I'm trying to find. I got the graphic, and I'm trying to find it. Where? Is yeah, it? it's you know the, the the yeah. There you go, right there. Yeah. Perfect. That's perfect. Um, yeah. I mean, all a lot of those guys deserve to be. I mean, you're talking about the guys at one through four, and obviously six through eight. Uh, I think number nine was a guy who got in some legal trouble, if I'm not mistaken. Um, (laughs) But uh, I mean, those guys basically all one through eight, and you can make an argument for number 10 as well. I mean, all those guys are hall of fame worthy type of players. And, you know, you look at the longevity, you look at the consistency. And the thing is, is they go, well, one pro bowl, right? I mean, or that's that's the biggest, but we all know the pro bowl is just a popularity contest, right? I mean, it's just not even another reason he didn't get it because he had Lamar Parrish. Right. <laughs> who is another guy who could be in the Hall of Fame? That's yep. that, I mean, they they probably weren't going to take two cornerbacks from the same team. So Lamar Parrish got 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 to go to him more than 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 Ken did. Which, you know, it is what it is. But I, I think that had a lot to do with why he didn't go to those. And and, and it's it's uh, I mean, you can go with let's go with Ken, Ken Anderson. Yeah, Ken Anderson, and he is an NFL MVP. He went to a Super Bowl. There's a guy um, I think. He played for the Chargers. He's a quarterback. Um, and I think Ken Anderson beat him in the Freezer Bowl. <laughs> and I think he's in the Hall of Fame. I'm trying to remember what his name is. But, yeah, if you look at their stats, they're the same. Right. And Ken Anderson went to a Super Bowl. And wow. and Dan Fouts, who also is everybody's favorite announcer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, his, so uh yeah uh and and Fouts is a west coast guy not only for, for college and for pro so i you know i watched it i watched a bit of him when I, I mean i was a little guy but watched a bit of him and obviously just grew up knowing a lot about him based on where he played and where i live but I, look i mean uh, there ken anderson you also have to look at what these guys did i mean even if they're not the top statistical guy or didn't make x amount of pro bowls or whatever you also have to look at the contributions to the game in terms of innovation mm-hmm. and you look at what ken anderson and the style of offense that they ran you talked about isaac curtis and the type of wide receiver that he was that really wasn't that there weren't isaac curtises before isaac i mean it just no. it wasn't that wasn't a, the type of wide receiver that was in the league and the the deep downfield passing the long bombs that sort of thing um, you know, I mean, and then you look at Parrish 
is a guy that was doing stuff. He was kind of doing, I know our, our buddy Jeff Hobson at bangles.com, he calls him Deion Sanders before Deion Sanders, right? Because right. I mean, he did all the special team stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he was also electric uh, as a defender. So, I mean, these are guys you also have to look at, not only the numbers, yeah, maybe not the, the team success and all of that sort of thing, but you also have to really look at kind of the innovations that they brought to the game in terms of their style of play. Exactly. And, and it wasn't like the Bengals were terrible throughout the 70s. No. They had some good seasons. And, I mean, if they had a playoff format like they do now, they would have made the playoffs a couple of times. But they're, they're, I think I think back then, if I'm because if, we'd have the wild card, then you had to win your division. And we had this – this team called the Squealers that was <laughs> yeah. unfortunately pretty good. So I hate to admit that, but they were. So and they kept us from, from going to the playoffs and, and and trying to get to that Super Bowl. So, I mean, that's another thing you have to take into consideration is is the, the numbers that Ken Anderson and Isaac Curtis and, and, and Lamar Pratt and, and Ken Riley, all these numbers, if you put them in this age, this type of game they play now, I think it would be even higher. I, I agree. I agree. And there, I mean, we're not even talking about some of the offensive linemen that we're pounding the table for mm-hmm. as well. I mean, yep. you look at, I, I saw our, our friend Joe Goodberry put out some really, really great pieces of data on Willie Anderson and his, mm-hmm. his time in the NFL in terms of where he ranked and what guys were nominated to the pro bowl. And they were all left tackles and all that kind of, kind of thing. Willie Anderson was, you know, a, a dominant, dominant player. And unfortunately, he played on a team that for about half of his career was miserable. Yeah. Um, yes. And the other half was was pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once Marvin Lewis got there and they got they got some recognition. But and, and we're not even talking about Max Montoya. Right. Max Montoya was just a stud, an yes. absolute stud. And if you're going to put in guys like Alan Fanica, Hutchinson, these interior offensive linemen, these guards that were very good players as well, Ma- Max Montoya is in that same exact class of interior offensive linemen. Exact exactly. same guy. Exact yeah. same guy. And I I know I've talked to Anthony Munoz and I know that Anthony Munoz, he's yes, he's very confident obviously in, in who he was as a football player. Right. But I know that he he knows that Max Montoya was a huge, huge critical part of that 1980s run where the team had a lot of different, you know, a lot of different successes. Matt he he credits Max Montoya as one of the guys that was just a major contributor to that. Yeah, I mean, you can actually, and I actually kind of point the downfall to the Bengals that ran into the '90s was with the le- Max Montoya leaving. Back back then, they had Plan B free agents. That was oh, the only God. thing they had. That was yeah. the fleecing of a team, is what that was. Yeah, right. So he left and went to the. It was the Los Angeles Raiders at the time, and I think that was. I think it was after the night after our playoff year. I think in '90 or '91. I can't remember, but like right after that. That's when we just went straight downhill, and it was mm-hmm. the whole decade of the '90s, and it started with letting Max Montoya go. <laughs> so to me, that I mean, it's I'm not saying that they would have kept him, we wouldn't went through the, through the '90s, but that offensive line went downhill. He he left not too long after that. Anthony Munoz retired, but that just goes to show you how much he meant, I think, to that offensive line and how good he was. And and it is a shame, and he's a guard, and I think that has something to do with it. But it's a shame of how much he doesn't get talked about of how good of a player Max was. It, I agree. And it, it's almost like the, the powers that be or the national media or whatever. Well, we got Anthony Munoz in. it's fine. Right. You know, there's no one else there right. worthy of it. And it's like, no, there was another guy who made like five or six pro, but he was like incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I, I don't know. I, I just, 
again, it's not, I, I think realistically speaking, not every single one of these guys that we're pounding the table for can or will be enshrined in the hall of fame, but there right. are legitimate arguments for each and at least some of them deserve mm-hmm. to be in the hall of fame. And uh, hopefully a combination of factors that this thing this weekend, the rally that, that Bengal Jim and friends are putting on. And then of course, uh, the Bengals unveiling their ring of honor yes. um, and, yes. and other things are going to start bringing notoriety to these players long overdue notoriety. And, you know, I, I, I said this before I too, Jeff, I, when you, when you create a, a ring of honor, it's not only for your fans, it's not right. only for, you know, as you go into the stadium as a fan to say, Oh yeah, you, you, harken back to their days it's also kind of for away fans to yes. go oh yeah exactly I, oh yeah boomer oh yeah max montoya oh yeah and and sometimes some of these stadiums create these little wings that are uh of their stadium that people can kind of walk through and learn about some of their past greats i don't know that that's exactly what the Bengals are fully planning with this ring of honor and if that's part of it or not but i, I that's kind of a way for away fans fans that aren't very well-versed in maybe the Bengals that they can get accustomed or I guess uh, learn about some of these guys and say, wow, you know, this that guy made six pro bowls, this guy, you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> right. kind of like, and I don't know. Uh, I, I go back to that article that I was talking about from football outsiders and I'm probably babbling. I apologize, but I go no, back to, I, I babble all the time. I do for an hour. <laughs> I, uh, I, I go back to that football outsiders article, man. And I, I read, it's like, the complete dismissal of Chad Johnson was 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 ridiculous. And I understand he doesn't have quite the numbers of a TO or whatever, but for five, six years, man, he was he was top top three, top five wide receiver in the league. And he was a guy that defenses had to game plan for specifically. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that, and that, let's get back to with 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 the article and with the the Ring of Honor. I, I do think that the Bengals not having a Ring of Honor for so many years has been yeah. a detriment to pl- their players getting into the Hall of Fame, and a detriment, I think, to the aura or the outside thinking that this is such a horrible franchise. It's been terrible forever. I mean, they think the '90s it was the last year, and it's it's not. I mean, yes, last year wasn't a very good year. But if Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt, I think we go eight and eight. But that that's beside the point. And that's where I think is if Bengal fans, and like I said, I always tell us on my show, you can vote for whoever you want. But if you're <laughs> a true Bengal fan and you think these guys should be in the Hall of Fame, then Ken Rowland and Ken Anderson should be the first two guys in the Ring of Honor because I'm like, if we want them in the Hall of Fame and we're not going to put them in our Ring of Honor, you know, that that's where I think that's got to go hand in hand as far as backing up what we're what we're saying as a fan base, you know, to, to back these guys up for the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, hard to hard to disagree that those would probably be my two votes there as well. I mean, there are a lot of we, we mentioned all these other names. It's like, oh, man, how do you leave out Willie? Right. Oh, man. Well, how do you, I, mean, yeah, what, but, but, next. I mean, if there was three yeah. of them, it'd be Willie. Willie be the next one for sure. Right, right. Um, but I mean, that that's probably where I think a lot of people are saying that's that's the way you got to go in terms yeah. of the, the ring of honor and, and who should be in first. It's just because it's the long, I mean, Ken, unfortunately, Ken Riley has, has passed away, you know, and, and, and Ken Anderson, like uh, Bingo Jim has said, is the oldest living member of the 81 Super Bowl team. So we don't want the same thing to happen that Ken Riley happened to Ken Anderson. So, you know, Willie, he, they all three of them need to be in, but, uh, you know, it's probably all going to be one at a time. Hopefully they all, I mean, hopefully Ken Anderson, Ken Riley get in uh, this coming season. That would be awesome. 
And then ne- next we got to work on getting getting William. But it's just it's just the it's nothing against Willie. It's just of how long it's been since Ken Anderson and Ken Riley have been retired and haven't gotten the notoriety that they deserve. There's multiple facets to this in terms of like what the Bengals need to do and are currently doing in terms of helping themselves and their players out to get the the necessary credit in terms of Hall of Fame. And I think you're starting to see quite a lot of that. And it sounds like Elizabeth Blackburn is the one that's kind of spearheading a lot of this stuff in terms of let's up our social media game. Let's push this ring of honor. Let's do the new uniforms. Let's get out kind of this, this franchise for better or worse, the perception has always been, we're very reclusive Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, the, the Mike Brown and company, they're not, they're not, like Jerry Jones or Arthur Blank, where they're patrolling the sidelines during games and all this kind of stuff. But not I mean, fan friendly or anything right, like that. Right, right. Yeah. They, they, they just kind of kept everybody at an arm's length, uh, reportedly, other other some other owners as well. But now it seems they're kind of changing that entire type of thing. And, I mean, they're kind of playing a little bit of politics with it, I think. And, unfortunately, that's kind of what may, may be a piece of the puzzle that needs to be done in terms of getting their name out there, being a little bit more friendly with the media, doing these things to to kind of up their visibility out there a, a little bit. So I credit uh, Elizabeth Blackburn, the entire Brown family in general for really kind of, it may be late, but they seem to have recognized some of the right. things that are going on and say, you know what, this, this isn't right. And unfortunately, Jeff, I, it seems as if the the omission of Ken Riley in that memoriam thing at the NFL honors mm. deal around mm. Super Bowl that I think kind of shook everybody uh, yeah. in that organization and said, "This, this is this is not right." Yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, how how are you not mentioning him or recognizing him at all? Now, uh, John's got a question here, and I'm gonna see if you can read it. <laughs> he said, "Did you see the tweet from something about Willie?" OC Umanyora. So he was the Thank other you. really, yeah, he was the other really good defensive yeah, end. I know that guy. Okay, okay, I, okay. I, I, uh, I, I, I did not me, see the tweet though. I did not me, see the me tweet. and reading don't get along so well sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see it, so I'd have to. I'd have to. No. Uh, hopefully, it was something complimentary. Um, yeah, I did not see that though. I, I have not seen seen it either. So, John, if you can, uh, you know, clarify what the tweet tweet was, that would that would help us out a lot. So, yeah, do and, homework for us, John. Yeah, Come please, on. please. I mean, <laughs> do, do do my job for me, which yeah, I, I I need all the help I can get on here. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I have to. I'm on here carrying Jeremy, so you know that, that my shoulders are, are, are sore from that anyway. Just kidding, Jeremy. <laughs> but John, or, or John Anthony, see, I knew I was going to do that. And I do that every time with Ace and Zim is here. I call one of them Zim, the other one Ace. <laughs> Anthony. Now you're are you born and raised in California? I am. So, how did you become a Bengals fan, <laughs> let alone a podcaster, let alone a writer for for Cincy Jungle? How did this happen? I've been wanting to ask you this for a while. My so I have an older brother, and he's he's eight years older than me, and he got into the Bengals around the time he was about about eight, uh, seven or eight when the first time they made the Super Bowl yeah. with mm-hmm. Ken Anderson in in eighty one, and then um, at that point too they had a, a a player we mentioned his name his first name was Anthony um, mm-hmm. on the team, and my my dad's a big USC guy, so Anthony Munoz is one of his all time favorite favorite players. And, um, you know, I, I, I was a little guy, but I remember watching that 88, um, 
88 Super Bowl, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what what hooked me in um, oh, a little bit. Watched, yeah, watched the whole the whole deal, and then right. I mean, I I trudged through the nineties as the first part of my, my fandom. I mean, that was just like, Oh my God. And you're still uh, a fan. God love you. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then, you know, it really kind of kicked into a, another gear with, with Marvin Lewis and whatnot. And then around 2011, it was this, this volunteer opportunity came up um, at, at Cincy jungle. And I was kind of doing some commenting on there and, you know, just, I, I was like, you know, this, this site's kind of cool. They seem to not only write their own stuff, but they do, you know, relay news from, from other outlets and it's kind right. of a catch all site a little bit. And um, so I, I liked what they were doing and there was this, this writing opportunity. And um, so I, I took advantage of that and then kind of parlayed it into a more of a, uh, a fuller, I guess, responsibility. And there was actually an early podcast. I don't know if you can still find it out there somewhere. There was an early podcast with myself, uh, one of the the then site managers, Jason Garrison, and a very young Joe Goodberry. Oh, um, we we did a yeah, we did a, a we did a podcast thing a long time ago when we were first kind of starting out there, um, and then I latched on a little bit later uh, with I don't know if you know him, Nick Suberling and Mickey Menser, Who Day fans. Um, they did a, a, a podcast. It was Who Day Weekly, and then Inside the Jungle. Um, uh-huh. We did that for a few years, and then um, Nick transitioned he's doing uh something called cincy soccer talk um so with fc cincinnati and that's doing really well for him so he's kind of focusing on that side of things and i just said you know i kind of i wanted to keep going with it and then i I created this this show and um we've been running with it since so just kind of kind of keeping at it yeah i know uh i enjoyed i i found you guys i don't know a couple years ago i don't i don't remember when i found you because i mean honestly Back in 2011, we actually had local sports talk around here, mm-hmm. and we don't really anymore. We got like two shows, so I started like everybody else finding. Who's Mo and Lance? Are they, are those the two? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. well, we, they got Mo, we got Mo and Lance, and well, I got I think I got three. You got Mo and Lance, and then you got Tony Pike on for like two hours. He's on okay. from he's since he's 360. He's on from 12 to two, I think. Yeah. And then for some reason they jump back into ESPN programming for an hour, and then they go to Mo. I, I don't know why, but uh, back then they used to have their whole like it was fifteen thirty was all local sports, and I loved it. It was awesome. So that kind of went by the wayside, and so I started finding podcasts and stuff, and I t- kind of decided to to, <laughs> to do it myself because I actually was on the radio way back in the nineties. <laughs> way back, oh, were you? Yeah, nineteen hundred and ninety four. I was on for a summer. <laughs> I was nice. On- Nice. I, I was a sports guy on uh, 100.9 The Wiz here, so it was oh, nice. wild. That's how that's how I got the name Strawberry Ice. I'm a well, you, know, well, you red- got you got the good voice for it, man. <laughs> well, well, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate <laughs> you. So, uh, we got a question here from Mike Kyle. Let me bring this up for you. He said, "Hey, Anthony, do you know how Trey is doing? We have another guy for Identity. What Zach's plans for getting older? I, I think he means Trey Hopkins and." Do we have another guy to replace Adenji? I think. What so means? Hopkins is doing surprisingly well, from what I understand. He is rehabbing well. He's doing some rehabs now. He's not fully practicing or anything. But this is a guy who hurt his knee uh, with a significant knee injury at the very last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I said, you know, I mean, he's 
I, I don't know what he weighs, but he's probably 300 ish. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think your dog liked what I was saying, by the yeah. way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's buddy who day. He, 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 he was seconding you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, but uh, you know, I kind of said, you know, offensive lineman knee injury, this is late in the season. This may take a while, but he's showing like a lot of progress. He's doing a lot of rehab work and it sounds like he's on pace to potentially start the season, but not sure. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. And in terms of the options for the adenogy injury, the Bengals have not done anything yet in terms of a, a move. But I think my, my guess is they'll probably grab someone. What, how high of a level? I don't know. I mean, they're, I think they want a guy that does what adenogy brought them in terms right. of giving them guard tackle flexibility. Yep. Yep. Um, so I don't, I don't know how many guys are out there like that. They may wait till final cuts or uh, some other things going on in, in training camp. Um, or maybe there's an injured guy out there that they're waiting to get, uh, you know, they're waiting to see that he gets better. I don't know. Um, you know, we kicked around, we had a listener questions episode earlier this, this uh, Friday and yeah, I missed that. We, we so kicked I, around. I, I was sleeping. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we kicked around some. Um, we kicked around some names. I think you know there are some kind of tackle names that are out there: Mitchell Schwartz, right. Russell mm-hmm. Okung, th- those kind of players. But th- they're up there in age. Who knows how much more they can give you? What do you do with Riley Reef at that point? Because those are tr- kind of more true tackles. So I mean, there are some options. I think they're going to wait um, yeah. and, and kind of see what happens, uh, especially post June one cuts that that kind of have started and or you know some of the stuff in the preseason well i think too is they, they also they I, my opinion is i think they want to get somebody who isn't coming in here and going to be upset if they're not a starter because like you said they're not I, they're not gonna move riley reef they want somebody to basically replace a dead a, a backup you know which he was he was in the mix for for guard for guard so i mean he, he was in the mix for that so a guy who could be a backup in maybe compete for guard but also uh, can play tackle so that's that's what they're they're waiting on and that i know uh, uh morgan moses was uh, a lot of people wanted to go get but i think he want he wanted to start so i don't think he'd be happy coming here and not being a starter and i know everybody keeps saying well you can just kick riley reef in the guard well reef has never actually played guard that's per uh jake lisco <laughs> at least not in the nfl so mm-hmm. it's not as easy as everybody thinks it is i mean nothing against fred johnson but Fred Johnson should never play guard again. In my opinion, he should just be a tackle when he comes into play. So just because you play tackle doesn't mean you can kick in and play guard really that easily. So like you said, I think they're going to wait and see what happens, see who, see who is out there and uh, more trying to get a backup guy. And I don't think they're going to sign him for any more than a year. As well, I mean, I, I can't see them uh, sign him for multi-years, can you? No. No, I, I think I think if anything, there would be – unless it's another kind of developmental guy that they get their hands on, maybe, again, after kind of some cuts, maybe it was a late-round pick over the last couple of years, and he, he ends up being available. I don't know who this person is that I'm referencing right. necessarily, yeah, yeah, but yeah. maybe, they, maybe they're guy. available. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That, that ends up being available somehow uh, during training camp or after preseason, and they're able to, to get their hands on him, but – um, otherwise, I think it would be a veteran rental deal type of yeah. thing. All right, John actually did type out the uh, Twitter uh, from uh, uh, who was the Twitter? I, the, I keep want to say Joseph Osai. wasn't him. Was <laughs> OC Uminura. Thank you, OC Uminura. I know who he is. I just can't. Gotta, you know, you, you got too many. I get too many it's names mixed up in my head. I uh, <laughs> try to say too many things. Anyway, per OC, in my twelve years I played in the NFL, there were three times I walked off the field knowing I got my ass kicked. Once was Orlando play, 
Orlando Pace. Second was by Walter Jones. And Willie Anderson was the third, he said. And he continued, Hall of Famer in my book. So that's, yeah, I, I can't disagree with any of that. <laughs> Willie Anderson is a Hall of Famer. And I, I think he, he gets kind of slighted because he's a right tackle and not a left tackle. I, I think that has a lot to do with it, too. If he's left tackle, you know. Well, he also played in the era with those the other two names that OC mentioned, right? right? I mean, yes. So, uh, and Walter Jones was incredible. Mm-hmm. Orlando Pace was incredible, but Willie yeah. Willie Anderson was incredible, was incredible. too. He yes. just wasn't he wasn't uh, you know a number two overall pick or anything like that. Like, you know, and he wasn't uh, you know on a team that had a lot of success, and he was a right tackle. That's what it was. But OC OC Umanure, that that actually carries quite a bit of weight with yeah. me because OC was a freaking great player he oh, was yeah. a really really good i know he had help with strahan on the other side but still he was he was he was, he was, he was hard to handle yeah he was hard yeah. to handle himself and like yeah. i said willie anderson like he got drafted in 96 so from 96 till when marvin got here in 03 that's a long time to be on a crappy team mm-hmm. <laughs> and to come to come to work every single game every single day and play your best and to be honestly the best player on your team for 90 percent of the time for, for that, I mean, to me, right there, <laughs> it should be Hall of Fame worthy. Well, let's let's not also forget that Corey Dillon had two record record breaking yes. rushing perform single game rushing performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd I'd like to go back and watch and see how many of them were were to the right side. But you have to know that Willie Anderson was a huge huge part of yes. those two incredible games. Yeah. Um, so I mean, uh, that in itself is another feather in the cap that should be there on the resume for for Willie Anderson to get in the Hall of Fame. Exactly, which actually that that uh uh re- reminds me of something. You had uh, Lindsay Pat- Patterson on your on your show earlier this week, and I, I had her on as well. She's uh, awesome. Oh, she's great. I, I love yeah. her. And uh, she was talking about the Corey Dillon game where he against Denver, where he he set the record, and that was her very first game that she went to with her dad. And uh, just that's a pretty darn good game to go to <laughs> for your first Bengals game yeah. you ever went yeah. to. I'm like that make me a fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going going back just a little bit, I, I don't want to make it about me. Just going back a, a second about like, you know, you asked me how I became a fan, all that stuff. Yeah, I actually never made it out to Cincinnati until '04. Oh, really? Um, and I think that was the game against. I think it was a Baltimore game where the Bengals only scored like six or seven points or something. Yeah. And remember Nate Webster? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And now yeah. lives in infamy, but uh, <laughs> he got hurt that game. He was their big linebacker signing that year. He got hurt. He hurt his knee, and he was done. And then the year after, I went to the Minnesota game, um, the game against Minnesota when Culpepper was still playing, and the Bengals beat him, God, I don't know, by like five or six touchdowns or something. But those were – actually, for as long as I had been a fan, I didn't make it out until the mid-2000s right. to, to the city. And I, I actually – I love the city. Uh, I was there a couple of years ago. I think it was 2016 was the last time I was there. So, hoping to get out there this year for a game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. Now. I mean, especially down at the banks down there now. They got all the bars mm-hmm. and restaurants in between both stadiums. It's, it's so much – it's so much fun to go down there to a game because you can make an all-day event of it now. Before, when I was a kid, I mean, we had Riverfront Stadium and – there wasn't a whole lot around yeah, there, you know. Yeah. Was, you know, you just go to, go to the game and you go home. But uh, right. I, I just tell you, my my fandom it started. Yes, well, please do. Born and raised, so I mean, I was kind of born into it. But when I really started liking them was the the eighty one season. That's you know when they had the the new the new stripes striped helmets, and my uncle was a season ticket holder, so he legitly went to the freezer bowl. And I wish to God wow. he would have kept the the ticket stubs. That would be so awkward. I asked him. 
a couple weeks ago if he still had if he had him. He goes, no, I'm like, oh man, that'd be so cool if he still had him. Wow. But uh, he went up to the uh, to the Super Bowl that year, and I went again. I I might have the hat still. It might be in my closet somewhere. But he bought me a a Bengal striped hat. You know, from no the way. Super Bowl. So, yeah, so that was cool. So that started me down the the Bengals path, and then that brings me to the '88. So like '81, I'm seven, six, somewhere around there, years old. So I mean, I was watching it. You know, I'm playing my friends. I'm still watching. But yeah, go Bengals. You know, but '88, I'm all in. I'm watching. I'm like 12 years old, watching every game. I'm I'm all into it. And I'm like, yeah, this is our year. This is our year. And Randy Cross, I'll never forget this, said that Super Bowl ring is going right here. I said, no, it's not. It's not going there. It's going on Bengals. We're going to win. Right. 34 seconds away from it. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, there – I've told this story before. After John Taylor catches the the touchdown, me and my buddies, we go up to our room. And I'll admit, I was crying. I was 12 years old. I was bawling my eyes out. I got so mad, I punched two holes in my closet uh, closet wall at my, at my, oh, at my wow. house. Which, they, they still might be there. My parents don't live in that house anymore, but it, the, whole, the whole still <laughs> might be there. So so that's that's me. That's my Bengals fandom. I, I, I'm very – I'm older now. I'm 46 years old, so I don't punch holes in walls. Thank you, buddy. And uh, it, you know, so I'm a little calmer about it sometimes. But just the – just from what I've went through my entire life, as far as being a Bengals, Bengals fan. And I hate to bring this up, but the last playoff game against the Squealers. When, and I'm, gonna call, I'm speaking this into existence, when we win the Super Bowl, it's going to be freaking pandemonia here in Cincinnati. Everybody's going to be absolutely freaking nuts. It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait till that happens. I, I had this conversation with, with John Sheeran earlier today. I don't know if the if, if and when the Bengals make the the Super Bowl next. I don't know how I would watch it. I don't know if I'd want to just be like totally reclusive and sitting oh, in dude. by myself. I don't know if I want to have a big party. I don't know if I want to do something in between. Probably got to do a little bit of work, uh, you know, covering <laughs> right. them at some point. Right. But it's kind of uh, like, oh man, how do you? I I don't. It's just uh, I don't know. I, I I well in my head, like let's just say it happens this year. In my head, I at least want to go out to California. I, I might not get tickets, but I at least want to be there. You know, I might be at a bar watching it or something, which if they win, it'll be so much fun. If they lose, it'll suck so bad, <laughs> but that's, but that's kind of where, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm all in. I, I will, I will go in and do that. And who knows what, what'll happen. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun, but Hey, um, the orange arrow wanted me to promote this and it's his fantasy league, which you were in last year. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. And, uh, I have done fantasy football once and back then my son was playing travel hockey and I didn't have time. And sometimes I didn't set my team. Actually, I set my team once and that was the week I won. (laughs) (laughs) So I kept forgetting. I was, I'm a terrible, I was a terrible fantasy football football person, but this year I I keep saying, I'm trying to get everybody to get in in it because proceeds uh, go to the Joe Burrow hunger relief foundation. I'm planning on dominating. So I'm just letting you know, I'm just throwing out there. Oh wow! Yeah, you're you're. There's just no uh, no gentleness about it. You're just coming in swinging, huh? Right. Yeah, I'm just Um, going swinging. uh, Well, I did not do very well in that. I probably won't uh, either. Yeah, I did not do very well in that league last year. Unfortunately, kind of had. I had I had kind of an issue that uh, you you were talking about where it's kind of like oh man it, you know my fantasy football lineups kind of went by the, the wayside a little bit but uh, it's it's cool like um, you know doing that for the for the purpose of 
of what he's, you know, like you said, it's benefiting Joe Burrow's hunger relief fund. So yeah. um, win or lose, it's going to be a good, <laughs> a good time, but yeah, you're, exactly. you're coming in confident. I like it. Oh, I'm confident that, that that's also tongue in cheek too. You know, like, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But you know, I'm just trying to talk crap on here to, to, to get everybody going. Oh, I can beat that guy. I'm gonna go join. So like, come on, yeah, it's kind of like a reverse psychology. I'm trying to help out my buddy uh there out there to try to get as many people in there as we can. So we'll see what happens. Then, oh, by the way, have you seen my shirt? I got this today, or not? I got this a couple days ago. I saw you, uh, yeah, on your promo video. I think I saw it. that's a yeah. Did you I, did you have that made? Who who did no, that for Ken, you? Actually, Ken Riley uh, the second. Uh, this is a shirt he had made for his dad, and he actually oh, uh, nice. sent it to me. So I'll be wearing it tomorrow. I know you probably can't see it, but it says the the Bengals Rattler, um, a rare breed. So I like Ken that. Riley on there. And I think I it's like got that. all the. I think it's got all the teams that he intercepted. I think on the back oh, of the shirt. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. So uh, cool. if you guys are going to the jungle of the hall tomorrow, you'll be able to get to see the whole shirt, the whole there you go. entourage. So <laughs> there you go. How far so, is that trek for you? Uh it's about four, four and a half hours. I'm gonna leave yeah. probably because I want to go up to try to get there for to the Manson High School. I want to go check that out because you get to go tour the football facility there, get on the field. Um, uh, I think we get to go in a locker room and you can see the Paul Brown statue and stuff. So it'd just be kind of cool to go. Um, it starts at 10, so we're going to try to get up there as close to 10 o'clock as we can. So nice. I'm picking my dad up probably about 5.30 and heading up there, so it's going to be a long drive. I know Bengal Jim and those guys are already already heading up there. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I stayed here to hang out with you. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> no, it. Well, I, hopefully I didn't, uh, no, I didn't you're great. screw the plans I, up. No, you're you're perfectly fine. And just to, to let everybody know you are doing doing better with your, with your arm, it, it, I wouldn't show it. It looks a little great. Yeah, better is a relative, better is a relative term. I mean, it, the, the pain has subsided, but yeah, just kind of a freak deal. We were talking about it before we took the air. It, uh, yeah, uh, not used to having some of that, uh, some of the injury stuff. So, uh, just unfortunately, a freak deal. unfortunately that's, that's what happens when we get older. <laughs> I know, I know I'm getting on the, the, the backside to 40, man. And it's yeah. just kind of like, Oh God, the, the bod's falling apart. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, like people like, Oh, they're like, Oh, do you still play basketball? So I'm like, no, I play cornhole. <laughs> that's, 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 that's more, that's more my level. I, I, it's competition, but I, I don't have, I don't get hurt. Like if, uh, I have to, if, I have, if I have to run or do anything, yeah, my knees start hurting. My ankles start hurting. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like, corn, cornhole. I'm good at, you know, and that's, it's, it's a tailgate thing. So we'll get to do that at, uh, you know, Bengal Jim's tailgate this year. Are you planning yeah, on coming, yeah. coming to Cincinnati for, a game this year or anything? You- I, I am. Which one? I'm not sure. Um, or which ones? I'm not sure. I, uh, I, I've kind of circled the the Packers game. I've got a, wow. a good friend who uh, I went to high school with out here, and he he's now actually a, a physician out in the Wisconsin Green Bay area, and his wife is from there, and so um, he's oh, kind of cool. been a, a yeah transformed Packers fan and. Um, that's not too far of a jaunt for him. So we may meet up out there. I don't know. I'm um, also talking about going to Vegas for the Raiders game. Um, that, well, that's yeah, too. that is closer. Yeah. Um, so I'm talking about going, thinking about going to that one, maybe the Denver game in Denver. Um, Cause that's a little closer for me too, but um, there are a couple of others for the, for the Bengals uh, out in Cincinnati. I, I really want to get out there um, this, this year. really want to try and get out there. Like I said, it's been, Gosh, I guess like five years since I've been out there. So, yeah. um, well, if you come, definitely, definitely hit me up, and we'll uh, we'll 
tailgate and have some a couple of beers before uh, before the game. We go watch the uh, Bengals kick some ass. Yeah, I I will definitely do that. I want to meet as many people as possible. So, um, yeah, for sure, I will. I will oh. hit you up. Uh, that's awesome. Now, see, my wife. Now, look. Let's see. She's actually watching from from Florida now. Oh, there so you go. I'm very happy. So, hopefully, this they should have the this should be on your phone at at Sharks, and everybody should be just watching me, not watching the TVs, watching me. <laughs> oh my god! On the screens. There you go. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Dalton Singer Scott. He said, "Can I get a shout out? Oh yeah, shout out on his Tyler Boyd poster giveaway. It's on his Twitter. Yes, absolutely." Uh, it's an awesome uh, poster that he's put together, um, and it's on his uh, Dalton Signature's Twitter page. Go check it out, um, and he's giving it away. So all the details. I Dalton, I just saw that right before I went on the air, so I don't I don't know all the details. <laughs> so so everybody, go check out his his Twitter page, and you can see how to get his uh, his Tyler Boyd uh, poster. And I, he's done some work for you guys, hasn't he? Yeah, he created our, he updated our logo for us. So we had a logo that we were using for a couple of years and I just kind of was like, you know, I, um, we need a, we need a fresh look and the dude killed it for us. So, um, if I would highly recommend if you need graphic design work done, if you need a, a Bengals wallpaper made or something like that, hit him up. He does awesome, awesome work. And he's a great guy. I actually had the pleasure of meeting. I met him in Bengal gym in Seattle a couple of years oh, yeah? ago. Uh, yeah. God, that was a, that was a fun weekend, man. Um, <laughs> And, um, you know, they were, they were very, very nice guys. And we, we kind of hung out at this restaurant and bar before the game and great guys. Great guys. Cool. Now, uh, Matty Myers, he's the, uh, the guy who started this whole jackpot Joey thing. I, I don't know if you've okay. heard about it. Yeah. And uh, he, yeah. he wants to know if you want a hat, he will, he will, he will send you a jackpot, uh, Joey hat, like the one I'm, well, oh, I'm wearing. Yeah, I'll take it. I love wearing hats. So, yeah. um, I thought, I thought, see, this is, this is, I, I get so jaded, Jeff, because on, <laughs> on my show, every time everybody hates that I, I rock the flat bills on a right, lot of my hats. Right. I do have some curved bills, yeah. but everybody makes fun. I see immediately, I was like, is Matthew giving me hell about my flat bill? <laughs> and instead of the nice guys offering me a hat. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I will take one. Uh, have yeah. him, have him hit me up, or I'll hit him up for uh, give him, give him an yeah. address. I'll have yeah. happily pay him whatever he needs. But uh, DM on Twitter. See, my, mine. I this is about as flat as mine get. I, I got to have a little bit of a bend. I got, I got some that I've cranked, cranked down. Yeah. You know, yeah. like back in the nineties, that's that's how I wore my hat. We bent the crap out of the bill, and <laughs> and you know, and now now my son, he wears. Hey, my son will wear them, and it's looking like this, like. Dude, yeah. I can't. I, I can't. I can't do that. I, I don't. I don't. What I don't have the hair for it. It looks a little weird. So I. I can't. I can't do that. But uh. uh. <laughs> what do you What do you make of the uh, the team calling it quits or well not quits but cutting practices short? Actually, I, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked that. That's on my list of things to talk to you about. Um, I'm actually, I'm okay with it. I mean, I, yeah, it would been cool if they would have practiced in their. Well, it really would have been only like one other day because I don't even think the last day they really had done a whole lot. But they were there for what three weeks? Mm-hmm. You know, they're like I think they're the only team that had every single player at voluntary workouts. And I, I also think um, that he cut it short because he's trying to get to the eighty-five percent. I think it is they have to be for vac- vaccinated players oh, yeah. Yeah. to have yeah. in-person meetings and just a, a regular training camp. So uh, it, all that rolled into one. I'm okay with it. I don't. I don't think it's that big of a deal, especially since they've practiced, you know, so much. What do you think about it? 
I, I think the uh, vaccination thing is part of it. I think the maybe the the adenogy injury may they won't they wouldn't admit it, but maybe right. that plays right. a little. I mean, you got to figure That's these guys. I, I mean, God, Zach. I know we've we've hammered him, or I've, I've hammered him in terms of the lack of wins. But really, I mean, if you think about it, first year drafts his franchise left tackle gets hurt mm-hmm. before he even makes it to training camp. Right. Right. Uh, was was that the same year? I'm trying to remember. Was that the same year? Yeah, it was the same year that AJ Greeny lost him first yeah. training camp. Right. Never, wait, did, wait, never, did, did, did that was Zach 19? Here? Yeah. Wait, wait, was Zach here when they drafted? Yeah, it was his first Jonah? year. Okay. Yeah. He lost AJ. Yep. Um, and you know, he loses Joey last year. Uh, you know, I, I think he's probably just like, you know, I, I don't, we saw enough. These guys yeah. all showed up. The attendance right. level was, you know, basically a hundred percent throughout all these practices. Let's not, let's not risk anything else. Um, we, and, and the message, I think his, his message to him, I guess, was something to the effect of, we saw enough from you guys um, go, you know, go take care of what you need to take care of. You, you, you know, showed us enough. And um, I, I, I'm okay with that. I, I guess I would have liked to see a little more work selfishly, but I also do not want the injury situation. Right. Up exactly. Like, Matt, like Maddie says here, let's, let's, let's give Chan- Zach a chance with a healthy squad. That would, yeah. that would be nice. That'd be real, real nice. Now, I, I have a question now that to me, now I don't know if you've seen that I've again I, I'm kind of out there with some of my predictions and some of my stuff, but I've said that the, the my prediction is the Bengals have a chance of going 11 and six. That's what I've mm-hmm. said. So for for me for that to happen, I think the offense is going to be good. I'm not really worried about. I think they're going to be great. Honestly, I'm not really worried about the offense. For for me to get anywhere close to 11 and six or 10 10 and six um, or 10 and seven, I get that extra week. Um, I think the defense has got to make vast improvements. And it's not even to where they have to be a dominant defense. They have to be an adequate defense. What are your thoughts on the guys they brought in? Are they more to what Lou is trying to do is what I think they are. But what what are your thoughts on all that? I, I, I agree with you on I, – I don't know if I if I see 11 wins personally. I think a lot <laughs> of things have to go right. Here, right. Here's my thing. Let me, let me start there. Yeah. I, I think 11 we, wins could be achievable because I do think there's more talent on this team than a lot of people give them credit for. However, I'm hesitant to – oh, is that, is that your win-loss yeah. prediction there? Okay. Yeah, that, that's um, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm hesitant to go double-digit wins only because of how talented the rest of the division is. And, yes, that even includes the Steelers. I'm not counting the Steelers out until they flat-out show me right. that right. they are a terrible team because right. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing record, right. ever. Um, I, actually, I, so, actually have a, I actually have a split with the, with the Squealers. So I, 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 I do, too. I got a split with everybody, to be honest. I, do, I, I think I had them going maybe two and four in the division, maybe mm-hmm. three and three. But um, – it's the, so that's what makes me hesitant to say double digit wins is just the overall talent in their right. own division that they got to face. But I do think nine and eight is achievable. I think mm-hmm. if they're in the conversation late in the season about a wild card berth, that sort of thing, right. I think we'd all be pretty stoked on that. Um, oh yeah, but absolutely. But to your to your other point about the defense, I think I think you need to have them be like kind of if if they're like top half of the league in all these statistical areas that they've been like they've been miserable. In yes. some of these areas, forcing turnovers, creating sacks, all mm-hmm. of these things. They've been like 28th and lower, basically, yeah. in mm-hmm. all of these areas. If you're like 16th, if you're right. 18th, if you're 14th, if you're up there, this is a completely different looking football team. 
at, at that point. So I, I'm in total agreement with you. And I think the guys they brought in in free agency over the past couple of years are hopefully the guys that, um, you know, that fit lose mold. But I, I think also what they've done in the secondary, yeah, they lost William Jackson, but they have loaded up in the secondary with a lot of, you know, B you know, kind of B graded players, right. maybe C graded players. And that's okay because what it, they do not want to be in the position that they have been in the last couple of years where you got BW Webb as a starting quarterback, your right. one or two cornerback. Right. You know, you got LaShawn Sims starting games, that sort of thing. Um, they've now got guys, you know, Eli Apple is not, you know, a high caliber starting cornerback, but if he's your number four or five cornerback right. at this point in time, mm-hmm. and God forbid you have another Wayne's injury or whatever, you're a little more comfortable with an Apple getting starts than you know, some of these other guys we've seen over the past couple of years. So um, I think they're, I think they're in a better position to withstand injuries on that side of the ball, which is a good thing. All right. Well, I'll just go ahead. I'll kind of explain my, my thought process here. I mean, I think, I I think the the way they set the schedule up is yes, it's a, it's a tough schedule, but the way they set it up for the Bengals, I think it, it helps them because I mean, if we get past Minnesota, that's, that's going to be a big test for us to get past, past them Mm -hmm. to be honest. But mm-hmm. I, I do think we have a, a more talented offense, and I do think we have a better a quarterback. So I'm, and it's a home game, first full capacity, hopefully full capacity, uh, hopefully it's sold out. I mean, uh, with Joe Burrow there, so I, I think that is going to help them hopefully get over the hump to get the first win. And then you got the, the Bears; they're either going to have Andy Dalton or they're going to have J- Justin Fields right there. I think we have a better, uh, obviously, a better quarterback in either situation. Bears don't have much of an offense. You know, their defense is, is pretty good. It's still not as good as it was a couple years ago. So I do think that is a winnable game. Now, I do have us losing to the Squealers because it's a home game for the Squealers. And mm-hmm. it's just, mm-hmm. it's always hard to beat them. It, it's just, it's a divisional rivalry. It's hard. So then I got Jacksonville. I think we're going to beat them. I think that's, that's uh, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow is going to go against, you know, Trevor Lawrence and and uh, uh, Urban Meyer, who, you know, basically, didn't play him, so he wants to prove him wrong. So I think this right. is a prove, prove it game for him. That'll be a fun one to watch, I think. Oh, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. That'll be a blast, I think. I, mm-hmm. I think it'll be a lot of fun. They got Green Bay, and that one's kind of like if Aaron Rodgers is there, it might be hard. I think it's going to be harder for us to win, but mm-hmm. we have done – the Bengals have actually done pretty good against Aaron Rodgers in his career. But I, I picked that as a loss. And then you got the uh, Detroit. So that's what, one, two, three. That's four, four and two to start the season. That's, I mean, if you can get off to a four and two start, you know, the rest of the season can, can you know, kind of fall into place. Except for the, the, the part that scares me is the back end. Yeah, you got the Chargers, mm-hmm. Sucky Niners, uh, Denver, Rappers, Chiefs, <laughs> and Clowns. Hey, I got I get nicknames for everybody. Sucky that's, Niners. I heard that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, well, that's because they beat us twice in the Super Bowl. So I call them the Sucky right. Niners. But that's, that's the part that worries me. You know, the middle isn't. It, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's more of our our, our our league games, our division games. So, you know, those can go to toss up. But if we can get some good wins out of those, it's the end of the season that is really worrying me as far as my prediction. You have them beating the Chiefs. I do. I do have them beating the Chiefs. Wow. That's what but I also had them losing to the Raiders, and everybody's like, why do you have them beat the Chiefs? I'm like, okay, because it's so hard. I don't. I honestly don't know if we can beat – I hope we can beat all these guys at the end, but I really don't know if we can. So I had yeah. to pick somebody. So I just I just picked them. <laughs> it was just yeah, maybe. I mean because the, the the Chargers is gonna be a hard one. The Fort the Sucky Niners be hard. Denver, I mean it's all they're all gonna be hard. I mean that, maybe, that last stretch, like you said though, you got Steelers, Chargers, 49ers at Denver, 
home for Baltimore, home for Kansas City, and then at Cleveland. That's a rough stretch. Right. And then there's a there's a kind of a tricky stretch here that could be a little uh, treacherous for him too. You've got, I mean, that Jacksonville game, I think, you know, that's still a team that's building, but, you know, that could be a, a tricky one just because of the short week deal. Mm-hmm. But they're at home, so I like I like that. You know, they're at home on a short week. You got to like that. Right. Um but then you've got Green Bay. You go two. You got three road games in a row there: Detroit, right. Baltimore, Jets. Now Detroit and Jets seem very beatable, Should but be. that's that's always tough. And then you've got Cleveland. Then you got the bye week. So I mean, that's kind of a, a rough little stretch there. That you know, not not a lot of people are focusing on. Um, I, I do like the start of the schedule uh, a little bit. I guess the first four games kind of yeah. is like, well, that's okay. Um, the only thing that kind of makes that six game stretch of uh, or five game stretch, I suppose of green Bay, Detroit, Baltimore jets and Cleveland is the fact that you've got, you know, the jets in Detroit who I don't think, you know, will be we very good there, but, but yeah, but they're all, but they're also road games and, and right. winning right. on the road. I don't care what, what team you're playing winning on the road. The NFL is hard. It, it just right. is. And, and like I say, I, I always look at everything through orange sunglasses. So I'm, you know, I'm probably gonna be wrong, but who cares? It's possible. It's possible. It's I mean, possible. I've, I've already gotten blown up on 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 Twitter about it. I mean, there's a Indianapolis Colt fan that that retweet or yeah retweeted with a quote and said, "Wow, Bengals Twitter is unbelievable." I'm like, "What? Okay. <laughs> we, cool. It could happen. You never know." <laughs> we'll have to see. All right, man. It's about six thirty. You've given me an hour. I appreciate you. Tell everybody where they can follow you, find you, your podcast, articles, all that stuff, Anthony. Uh, articles are on cincyjungle.com. The podcast is there. It's also, uh, it's called the orange and black insider and it is on, we have our own YouTube channel. Uh, it's on the Cincy jungle podcast channel is on all of your favorite audio streamers, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google podcasts, all that stuff. So if you'd rather listen to the audio, we've got that. Um, and then I'm on Twitter at CJ Anthony CUI. And of course the pod, the podcast is at Bengals OBI. So, um, a lot of different ways to, to check out what we're doing because you got not only do you have you guys you got ace and zim on there you also mm-hmm. got mike mike uh, mike matt minchkin which mm-hmm. he, is he doing a weekly one now because i know he kind of hit hit or miss yeah he's um i think he's uh, he's expecting a, his first little one coming coming the way here so i think he uh, is focusing on that a little bit but he's been putting out some video content on some of the draft picks that the Bengals have uh, grabbed and other stuff. He's a, he's a great follow too. He breaks oh, yeah. down film and um, yeah, he's a, he's a great follow, but uh, I think he was doing some coaching uh, that kind of was a last minute opportunity in the spring because football came back in the spring for high schools and, you know, youth sports and stuff. Right. So I think he did a little bit of that. I don't want to speak for him, but I think there was a little <laughs> bit of that. And then I, right. I know he's expecting a, a little one on the way here. So I think he's kind of got his hands full with some things, but he is putting out some content as well. Yeah, he's he's a great follow, and I had I had him on the show too. So I'm, I've had all you guys on on the show. So I, oh, I, I need, appreciate it. I, I appreciate you guys coming on. You guys don't ever have to don't have to do this for me. I'm just a fan with a YouTube channel and a podcast. So I appreciate when you guys come on, and you guys are awesome. So Anthony, take care of your arm. Just remember, <laughs> you're getting older. You can't do as much stuff as you used to. Okay. Uh, I, I I don't want to admit that. I don't want to admit that. I don't accept that. <laughs> I do not accept it. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, you you take it easy and. uh who day? Yeah. Have a safe travels, man. Thanks, brother. Um, and and good Father's Day, too. Thank you. I, I, yeah, my Father's Day. I'm, none of my kids are going to be here, but I'll be hanging out with my dad. So, you know. All right. Cool. Well, <laughs> have right, fun. Man. Take it easy. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Anthony, having Anthony on the show is always a blast. 
I know Jeremy is is quite upset he couldn't be on because he he likes coming on the show. And I had a bet with I didn't tell Anthony this, and Anthony, if you're you're still there, if you still hear me, I had a bet with with Jeremy of how long it was going to take Jeremy to crack you up. But uh, he wasn't able to get on the show because uh, Jeremy usually says something silly and just the show goes off the rails. So, <laughs> so we we missed that. So, that, so next time, Anthony, you got to come on because I got to you, you got to fight for me, man. You got to not laugh at Jeremy because he's not that funny. Okay, <laughs> just kidding. But anyway, let me get to the uh, the Facebook groups that uh, let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation, Cincinnati Bengals, the Jungle. Bengals Nation, Bengals Hootay Nation, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice, all on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter handle is Jeff A. Trenopole. That's T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L. I'm also on TikTok. Uh, that's handle there is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling a sound off later on tonight. And you guys can, if you don't want to watch me and Anthony talk for an hour, you can listen to us. It'd be on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, uh, Spotify. I think it's on Stitcher as well, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. YouTubers, like I said, we're at 1,135 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Let's keep it rolling. And I'm leaving tomorrow to head up to Canton for the Jungle to the Hall. Then I'm driving back that night. Then Sunday, I'm hanging out with my dad for Father's Day. Then I'm heading to Florida. So... I might do a show from Florida. My mother-in-law wants me to do a show from Skyline Chili in Florida. And she wants to promote it. Strawberry Ice will be here. God love her. But I don't think anybody in Florida, other than my family down there, knows who I am. <laughs> so if I do a show, it might be from Skyline. You never know. We'll see what happens. Um, so make sure you subscribe. Because if I do a show next week, uh, when it comes on, you'll be notified. But other than that... As my friend, Jeremy, sometimes known as Dimebag D's, <laughs> not going to say that part, <laughs> Dean would say, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is, you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? Let's go to Canton. Let's rock that place out. Fill it up with orange and black. Get Ken Riley. Get Ken Anderson into the freaking Pro Football Hall of Fame. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! The show's about to start. Our.